0: Welcome to DTS 75. We're talking about Sparrow Racing League and the Giant Weekly Update, talking about the Spring 2016 plans for Destiny. All that and more coming up. You're listening to Destiny the Soul. Welcome, Guardians.
1: What's up, everybody? It's BBK Dragoon. Diddy, how are you doing this week, man? Doing awesome. We just put up our Christmas lights. We wrapped our banister on the balcony because we don't have a tree, but they look pretty dang awesome. Excellent. Well, I was going to ask if you had a tree, but you already beat me to it. What would you do this week? <laughs> uh, a lot of work. Um, my work role was kind of redefined, and so I've been focusing more on one aspect of the job, and I'm, I'm loving it, and that's about it. Yeah, I I convinced my girlfriend, Sanic, on Monday or Tuesday. said, we can go another week without going to the grocery store. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. We barely made it, but we made it. Scraping by. Yeah. I was like, we got chicken and beef in the fridge. We got beans in the refrigerator. Yeah. You're dicing with death, dude.
0: (laughs) It's a dangerous role
1: to take. Did you do anything in Destiny? Did you game a bit? I know a little bit of League that you and I played. Yeah, we did a little bit of League. and I also did a little bit more Racing as well. Sparrow Racing League, I think, uh, is going over very well, in my opinion. Did you get a cool shader or two? Oh, yeah. My first game, I got probably my favorite shader in the game right now. Krokos, I think. Krokos. It's uh, purple and white, and the purple kind of has, like, this neon glow to it. It's awesome.
0: I got the Phosphor shader, and I really want... I think two of the other ones that I can't remember their names. There's a blue and black one that looks really cool. But man, the Phosphor shader, it's my new favorite shader as well. That's pretty Mm -hmm. cool. I saw somebody with that, and I'm like, ooh, what is that shader? That looks really good. They're dropping like candy. Have you found a horn that you like yet? No, I haven't found any horns. Mm. Uh, I've got like eight. I still haven't really found the right one to use my whatever item I need to use to make it legendary, the horn thingy. Well, so much news this week. I did play a lot of Sparrow Racing League as well. Uh, I think concentrated bursts is the way to do it. Mm. Yeah. I, I can't do it longer than 45 minutes at a time. It would
1: be really good if we could LAN our consoles together or have split screen. It would be a really good party custom game. Game type. Totally. Game Mario Kart. To play. Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking Mario Kart when I'm talking about this. But I booted up Mario Kart 8 this week. just nice so i could get some (laughs) research okay just to talk about our feedback yeah
0: just so you could pretend it was sparrow racing league (laughs) no i mean the you just mario kart it's so good it's still so good nintendo knows how to make it let's hop into the news because lots and lots of stuff happened this last week well more like just talking stuff rather than actual action points but let's go anyway All right, so the weekly update had information from ERC about 2016, the beginning of 2016. It's a response mainly to the negative feedback players had over the PlayStation experience, lack of a DLC announcement. Rather, we got the Sparrow Racing League event announcement. The TLDR, the summary of it all, is for the early part of 2016, we're mainly just going to see more events like Festival of the Lost, and Sparrow Racing League. And I'm going to quote here. Eric says, The first of these early 2016 experiences will be on a scale close to Festival of the Lost. The second will be far larger than anything you've seen since the release of The Taken King. There's also another significant update to the world and sandbox planned in this same window. End quote. So, a lot of people think this is alluding to a possible raid maybe a new strike maybe some new story stuff but there's a distinction between the events we're going to see in early 2016 which i would probably bet is january february march and then maybe april we're getting this far larger thing that is the biggest we've seen since the taken king launch how do you interpret that diddy when it says the biggest thing we've had since taken
1: king so we haven't really had a lot of things since the Taken King launched. Mm-hmm. I would say Sparrow Racing League is the largest because it added yeah. two new quote maps, racetracks, and it's a new game mode, right? Yeah. Um, Trials of Osiris, we know what that is. Iron Banner, we know what that is. And nothing since Taken King, really, except for uh, Oryx hard mode and, and yeah. the challenge modes. Those are the only things that have been quote unquote launched since the Taken King. And when they say... It's going to be far larger than anything you've seen when they say far larger i don't think it's just going to be a raid or if it's going to be a raid it's going to be on par with king's fall or vault of glass in terms of depth because Sparrow racing league yeah it's big i would say medium sized but it's not very in depth you just play it no. you get it you're done i would say this is a pretty good roadmap, you know, Festival of the Lost type thing in, I would say, late January, early February and then sometime in March maybe they'll bring back Sparrow Racing League and then sometime April or May we get this larger event, I'll, I'll say. Yeah, I want to quote the last bit here from Irk's statement.
0: It says, Just tell us exactly what you're making. And he says, We plan to. While well, some of next year's festivities are designed to surprise, like Napalm from a newly forged Dragon's Breath, We'll also be rolling out pre-planned announcements on several fronts to keep you up to speed. I'd love to announce it all right now on Twitter. It would do wonders for my follower count, but since the team (laughs) is currently in development on those projects, it would also be irresponsible. The team just shipped SRL and update 2.1.0 after all. So I'll stop right there. They have stuff in the works. They've given us a little bit of roadmap. They've asked us to trust them. But it still leaves a lot of things up in the air. I'm going to add a little fuel to the fire here in the speculation realm. One of the concept artists that gets hired by Bungie, and we've seen his work here before, and I apologize I don't have your name ready because I didn't actually think I was going to use this link or reference in the show. He posted concept art for Mars, and these are pieces that we have not seen before. I sent it to Diddy earlier this week. and you know while you talk about it did he i'm actually going to go try and dig up his name and i'll have that link on the website as well but a lot of new stuff and big big things in the sand
1: yeah so think of transformers the movie you know megatron decepticons that kind of thing just buried in the sand what is it the second transformers movie where it's like dude buried mm-hmm. in egypt or something yep and spoilers sorry <laughs> um but <laughs> that movie's been out long enough <laughs> yeah It. Oh my god, like, so, oh, duh, the Taken uh, world events that spawn in randomly, like the uh, the Taken Lieutenants and then the, the Zealots, mm-hmm. think of those on Mars, it seems like one of those Zealots is buried or uncovered, but it doesn't look like a Vex because it's got two eyes. It looks like some type of, I don't know, maybe Cabal or Fallen Robot. That's to put just, it in
0: perspective, he could probably grab like twenty-five guardians in his hand,
1: easily. Like huge yeah. hand. Maybe ten or fifteen, but it's 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 a massive robot structure that's just being unearthed or unmarsed since it's on Mars. Would that yeah, be there? You go. That works. Yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> right.
0: Dorye <laughs> Bellbrook is the concept artist at Bungie who did this work. Now the comments say it is unused artwork for Mars. But we'll just see if that's the case. I'm going to link this down below. You guys should absolutely check it out. I really like their concept art. It's off the chain. Back to the DLC stuff. I'm not going to set my expectations overly high. I'm looking forward to more events like SRL and looking forward to being surprised. It's a very different world we live in a year later. You know, around this time last year, Mega Man was at the top of his data mining game, right? <laughs> Everything was data mined before it came out. Yeah, we for were those getting to the who point don't where you know, could predict,
1: like, <laughs> exotics. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Mega Man is a, uh, a Reddit user who is data mining tons of Destiny information around this time, but uh, Bungie patched some of their backdoors that he was using, so he's out of the data mining game at this point, but he is a legend for Destiny Year One.
0: It got to the point where we could basically know what Sir was going to sell before he sold yeah him. exactly i want to say here sparrow racing league has claimed over 12 million lives since it went live which seems odd to me because i have done like 30 races and the one time i die by an enemy shooting <laughs> me it's a fallen catch going by and just <laughs> one shots me i am the, i was in the lead too so it's like ah appropriate that totally makes sense
1: uh closing comments on dlc uh i would say april or may is when we see the bigger one Yeah, yeah, and I think we may
0: see a strike out of it or story elements It will be added to the director is one of the things that was noted. So that Would give some inclination that it could what if it's just a mission and I'm like,
1: oh cool Nice mission there added to the director makes it sound like it would be best case would be another planet I highly doubt that though Can we for just a second talk about when they unlocked
0: the moon? can we like go back into the history books of most of our listeners probably don't remember this well i don't want to say that there's actually a lot of longtime destiny players here but if you remembered and participated in the moon beta event tell us on twitter i'd like to know diddy what happened
1: they unlocked the moon We've we woke the hive. That's what that was. We woke the, yeah. Okay. Can you give some more context? Goodness. <laughs> uh, so for the beta, we, they did what well, five missions on Earth, four or five missions on Earth, and um, like at the very end, the very last weekend, they Bungie unlocked the next story mission, which we now know as the Dark below, or the Dark Beyond, which is the first moon mission, and. It allowed us to explore the moon for the first time in Destiny, and it was absolutely incredible because we were like, "Wow, this is a huge space. The moon is massive. I can't wait to see what other things are so like. What's behind this door? What's behind this door?" I remember going all the way down to Fogoth's room, yeah, and it would it would populate the uh, the title as soon as you walked into that room, and I was like, "There's something down here. Something's going to happen through that door, and it's going to be awesome." And it was Fogoth, so. That was really nice. They
0: were testing at the time the ability to turn on and off an area. It was four hours, I think, that the moon was activated for. It was a small time frame. And you spent your time there, and then they turned it off. And this was all done on the live servers. I don't think we had to download a patch, did we? No, we, we just had to, to return, return to orbit. orbit. Yeah. yeah. That was cool. I would love to see them experiment with something like that again. Where it's just this little small time window. You know what I'm saying? Ships
1: coming in and out of our galaxy. Like Oryx's ship. Just like, hey, limited time. This week, we got a uh, the Darkness ship coming into the solar system. And they just turn it on and off.
0: I know we've complained about time-gated events before with the weapons. But I feel like this is one that... The novelty of it, as long as it could be accessible again to players, would be pretty stinking cool. I just remember that moon thing. Sorry for the little diversion there. (laughs) What happened with the patch in regards to auto rifles? Can we talk about that? Because there's a lot of confusion.
1: Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So they uh, misused a decimal place, basically. That's like the easiest way of describing it, but basically... Uh, the original patch notes that they released before the patch went live was inaccurate in some of its percentages and buffs and debuffs. Uh, so the auto rifles did not get as much of a buff as we would have liked or originally thought. So for low rate of fire uh, auto rifles, for example, service regime and, and answering cord, 0.3% increase on previous base damage. Medium rate of fire is Atlas Supercell. Paleo contact, 0.78% increase, and Hyridifier, the Armenius D and Necrochasm, 0.04% increase in damage there. Yeah, so the original pre patch notes that we talked about here on the show.
0: Originally, we said Solo Supercell was going to be getting an eight percent damage increase, and we both agreed, Diddy, that was insane. It's like, oh yeah, Solo's going to be pretty rad. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was an editing typo that didn't get caught for an entire month, which is kind of funny because point three percent, 0.78 seven eight percent—that's a big, big difference. From it is 8%. a really big
1: difference, and it is kind of interesting. They didn't, because everybody, all the news outlets, were talking about this, you know. Uh, everybody on Reddit, everybody like Kotaku, IGN, all those different news outlets and social media sites—they were talking about these buffs. And I remember a couple of months ago, I said, "I think it's time the auto rifles made to come back in the Crucible," and I really wanted them to be almost overbuffed uh, because I was seeing way too many pulse rifles. And even though I had anticipated that, you know, I, I just wanted a little bit more diversity. And with these little tiny percentage changes, it's. To me, it's going to be more of the feel of the weapon and not how it actually performs. So I don't think that they're that useful still, but I haven't really used auto rifles that much since the patch, to be honest. I've just been racing sparrows, so I can't weigh in on <laughs> it either. But from
0: the feedback I've heard, auto rifles feel pretty similar. Now, the other changes that we talked about, for the most part, I think all went through. Senior designer John Wisniewski apologized for the error. And that's okay that stuff happens right And it's no big deal so auto rifles
1: do they still need a proper buff maybe I would say so only time will tell to be honest because with the pulse rifle nerfs that's definitely noticeable it's really noticeable in the crucible specifically Um, and I think since pulse rifles were so dominant the fact that they were brought down so much and all the others kind of stayed the same and had just a little bit of tweaks I still think that's a good idea because it brings everything back into a level playing field so it keeps kill times a little bit slower and longer well than... yeah pulse rifles man they they've
0: gotten some significant nerfs mm-hmm. you know maybe just enough to add an extra shot to your burst like the messenger 14 percent base damage reduction that means you really can't be dropping any shots right And the hawksaw 10 percent damage reduction we've talked about yeah. this before you know but i think you bring up a good point maybe bring some more in line and gives you a couple other choices hand cannon popularity might see a bit of a rise
1: Meta a multi-tool the curse right first curse Meta a multi-tool i know <laughs> first uh. curse yeah first curse is actually pretty good right now um because of the changes that happened to it did you buy your two radiant dance machines <laughs> from Zer? oh yeah dude uh, yeah yeah and i i get the, i got the meta as well from blueprints do
0: you think that was a strategic choice? Because <laughs> the Mita was hyped up. been talking about
1: the Mita. And you're like, oh, really? Radiant Dance Machines? Okay. All right. All yeah, right. Radiant Dance Machines and Nothing Manacles were on sale, I think, this last week. Mm-hmm. And I got Nothing Manacles as well, even though I've barely touched my Warlock since Taken King. Um, I say barely, but it's still leveling up. It's not level 40 yet, but it's still getting there. But I have the Nothing Manacles when I get there. So, Dude, my main, I think, is now like... I can't remember what the light level is on the
0: Warlock, but it's the high threes, like 309, 310 or something like that. And then the Titan, I got to 290. So we're getting there. Nice. I know we could get a little bit closer to 320 if we hard mode rated each week, but we just don't hard mode raid all that often right now. Our crew is traveling. Australian yeah, summertime, man. They all just went <laughs> on vacation. True. All right. What is next? hey streamer racing league so king gathalion on twitch as well as professor broman put together a really cool event streamer racing league in which they put together a multi twitch layout and spectated essentially an entire sparrow race using nothing but popular destiny streamers and i say popular i think there were of varying degrees the different people they brought in a really cool community event. Typhoon Trav ended up winning it. There's a VOD over on King Githalian's channel. It was a lot of fun. I thought it was cool and I wanted to talk about it just briefly and mention it because for community building, what an awesome way to do so. No, we don't have a spectator mode, but it might show Bungie what a spectator mode could do. You know, not everybody has the internet capabilities or a PC to where you could actually screen cap six streams at the same time, right? Yeah and then to put it all together it just was a fun event right
1: yeah I think so and the way they did it was really interesting like you said the multi twitch and it really gets you thinking Sparrow Racing League has a pretty, a pretty good amount of potential to not necessarily go into like the competitive scene but you could definitely do some tournaments off of this for sure and with a type of spectator mode or custom game lobby it would be really successful I think Please, Guardians, let me help you. If you come looking for wise words, I shall try, but I ask you to turn them to action.
0: So Sparrow Racing Diddy, you and I have put down a handful of races over this last week. I think it's about time we get to share our feedback upon the experience. That's how these events work. They encouraged us in the trailer or the vid doc for Sparrow Racing League to give our feedback. And we'll talk about that sentence a little bit later, because I think it's an important thing. How these events are received determines if they return and, you know, how much effort and work actually goes into their return. Or if they get scrapped altogether. I really like Sparrow Racing League on the surface, you know. At a cursory glance, it's cool having a multiplayer activity in Destiny that requires not a lot
1: of intensity. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Not a lot of gun skill. Uh Or any gun skill.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it's fun. It's a good time with friends. I think the maps both play well. The shaders look incredible. The sparrows look very cool. The gear gives you that like Tron look. Mm-hmm. I can't say I'll be wearing it outside of the racetrack because you do kind of look weird walking around the tower and that stuff. I won't lie. <laughs> but overall, pretty fun event. <clears throat> My feedback would be, I wish there was one or two more mechanics in the player's control to just add a little bit more diversity and depth to the experience because as it stands just having to hit the gates or push your opponent out of the way leaves you not doing a whole lot of stuff going back and playing Mario Kart 8 the items right the items are a huge factor in Mario Kart they shake things up and they're designed in a way that if you're in eighth place you're going to be given more opportunities to advance up the ranks and make it a tight race. Whereas in Sparrow Racing League, if you're at the back of the pack, yes, you get the widened gates, but is that really enough to keep a lot of tight racing? I don't know. I've had some tight races before, but I wish there was one or two more things that I could do that had a skill curve within the race itself. Maybe more shortcuts, maybe some kind of super usage. You know, it had to be modified supers, but just a
1: couple of things, right? yeah I would definitely agree with the Mario Kart items comparison I would love to see something anything that would maybe like what's it called the gravity hammer from Halo Mm -hmm. something like you could just whip out of your back pocket and just smash on the ground to screw somebody up next to you something like that would be really funny and interesting to add to the game you know more customization not really customization but different mechanics in the racing I think more shortcuts on more maps. I think that's a really important one. More maps is going to be, or racetracks, we should say, is going to be really important in the longevity of Sparrow Racing League. And I'm sure they realize that, you know, we can't just race on this Venus and Mars map over and over and over again every single time for the next year. Um, More maps would be awesome. Maybe on the Dreadnought, Saturn's Rings. That would be really cool. Um, I would also say there was a glitch a while back and that they they fixed it sometime in early year 1 destiny you could use your golden gun while sparrowing like if you activated <laughs> your golden gun and then hopped on a sparrow this. at some time you can shoot your golden gun and it would just it would be hilarious you would just be on your sparrow and you would just shoot people it uh, was awesome it didn't happen in the crucible i didn't see it in the crucible it was somebody did it on mars but I think something like that would be awesome. Mayhem racing. Let's do it. I would love to see Guardians s- zooming along like this straight away. And all of a sudden you see this Warlock just jump off his sparrow and shoot a Nova Bomb at you. Mm-hmm. That would be so funny. Maybe if you're oh. at the back of the pack, those boost gates give you a little <laughs> bit more boost. Because
0: if you are taking people out with supers the spread of players is going to get pretty drastic you just get nova bombed into oblivion how do Mm -hmm. you catch up or how do you make it a tight race so it's not a runaway
1: yeah exactly it would it's got to be they got to add something to make it more fun even though it's already a lot of fun it's a great start
0: it's a great start it's more fun than festival of the lost was (laughs) i just hope the january event or uh, february event Is something gameplay related, whereas Festival of the Lost didn't really add much aside from cool decorations, cool masks, and here's some items that you can work towards. But there was no new activity involved with it. You remember the original Queen's Wrath event? Mm -hmm. There was really no new activity. It just was... Modified story uh, missions. Yeah. So we'll just have to wait and see. I want to mention something here. How well we support these events will directly impact... Future events. And that's something they talked about in the vid doc. So our feedback matters for these events. But I'm curious what part of that feedback is us voicing our opinions? And what part of that feedback is how successful are the microtransactions? Because mm. I have problems with the microtransactions <laughs> with Sparrow Racing League. And when I say problems, not, oh my gosh, I'm done with this game, but rather, I'm not going to buy a $10 record book. Are you kidding me? Like, mm-hmm. I know there's some cool gear attached with that, but that's not worth $10. At the same time, too, if you want to buy one of those really cool Sparrows, and trust me, they look awesome, 500 silver, so $5, but here's the thing, you don't get to pick. You're buying a package, and you get a random chance of one of those. Not, I mean, it's a guaranteed Sparrow from SRL, but you don't actually get to pick it. You just have to pay $5, and it's luck of the draw what you get. Why on earth would you not let me choose which Sparrow I want? I did not buy anything during this event because I don't like these micron transactions. We talked in the pre-show, I think $5 seems pretty steep for a Sparrow mm-hmm. when Dark Below is 20 or a House of Wolves yeah. is 20 <laughs> 25% of that? I get it. Cosmetics, they don't have to be the same price-value ratio As some DLC expansion but in an ideal world if I could pick which sparrow I wanted and it was 200 maybe 300 silver there's a high likelihood I would support that because I think these sparrows look great but I'm not gonna do this random grab bag
1: am I crazy no you're not crazy and with any microtransaction real-world currency that you're using you expect to get what you want and With any type of RNG associated with that, that's going to cause problems. I would agree. Square
0: Enix sent me an email this week. They're like, hey, just buy our $10 holiday bag. It has $80 worth of stuff in it, but you don't know what's in it. And so I'm like,
1: okay, no. $80 worth of bottled water is, it's useful, but it's not really what you want. Like, I could have a better internet for $80 for a month. I mean I I don't like
0: that (laughs) for some things like a hearthstone pack I get it I've got a chance at getting a rare legendary you know those kind of things (laughs) but I don't like seeing that philosophy adopted all over the place right yeah okay so how well these events are supported then let's play this theory out in terms of their budget being impacted for future events if microtransactions do not sell well for SRL Will that directly affect the budget of a January event? If so, that's a really this is a crazy experiment they're running with Destiny Year 2. And the live team has a lot of pressure on their hands if their budget for each of these events is fluctuating and is directly impacted by the previous event's microtransaction success, right?
1: Yeah, I don't think it's going to be like it's going to directly impact the next event. I think two events are going to be in production at the same time. And then the third event is dependent on the first event. Um, And then something like that, I don't think it's really going to, I really hope it doesn't change the quality of the content, but it could, it's possible. Who knows?
0: You know, we'll just have to wait and see. Destiny year two, or I guess 2016 is looking to be very, what would you say interesting unique experimental peculiar peculiar now wrapping up this I have a lot of fun racing sparrows I don't know if you've gotten into a lobby with friends yet but it is ridiculously fun when you push somebody out of the way (laughs) (laughs) or those moments where you set up a juke Uh, you know this jerkwad is trying to slam you out of the gate and so you just maybe let off the the thrust a little bit or or you use your side booster and you watch him slam into the wall as he misses you that is the greatest feeling in the world vice versa there's a lot of random physics junk that happens that is not the greatest feeling in the world the mars man cannon has shot me (laughs) like 90 degrees sideways before and it's like Lakitu has to come pick you up. You know the little guy on the cloud. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> it's, I don't know. Pretty fun. Closing comments on SRL.
1: A lot of fun. We need more maps. I would say racetracks, and I really, really want to say quickly, I'd like to see an, a in not next SRL. I would like to see a PVE event of this caliber. Yeah, not, just, not like Festival of the Lost, but something in the PVE realm. Uh, of this caliber a quest
0: a mighty quest with voice acting more (laughs) cade more cade searching for more of his stashes oh yeah that'd be great
1: yeah let's do that
0: (laughs) i saw a picture of a wine bottle that they had Bungie, somebody there tweeted it and it was cade stash wine and i can't remember the little (laughs) hook line but it was pretty rad before Uh, we close the show we should probably mention the srl record book Uh, exploit because somebody on twitter will tell us you didn't mention the exploit okay so the record book you could actually complete without purchasing it when you inspected the item you could literally get all the rewards without having to spend the ten (laughs) dollars Bungie figured it out pretty quick and what they did is they made all the gear for those of the people who did that exploit all that gear that you got you can't actually equip so it's kind of a unique fix a weird workaround right yeah
1: all right. Where can people find your content, man? <laughs> Twitter.com slash ditty DTS and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. Excellent. Remember, you can check out our friends over at
0: DestinyTracker.com, the best place to track your stats in the Destiny universe. Go to our website, DestinyTheShow.com, for all the links from today and more. Follow us on Twitter, at DestinyTheShow. Oh my gosh, I just remembered we have a Facebook Diddy and we have not been posting our shows over there for forever. <laughs> we should, well, I'll try and fix that this week. You can follow me on Twitter at Dragoon as well as on YouTube. Thanks for listening, have a good week, and we'll talk with you next time.